what is our purpose here? Are we attempting to apprehend him ourselves? Or are we just attempting to gain evidence? Maybe I can establish a relationship. Relationships are important, Draken. Very important. Ah, uh, what do we care? Why don't we just call the abjurers here? They don't really care about evidence. You see a man of about average height, which is quite refreshing. Indeed, I am What is it that brings you here to my papa's workshop? Well, actually, it was in regards to your father. Unfortunately, senora, I feel like someone buried him long before. Names give life, they give power, and they give purpose. What purpose does your name give? Dragon, I was a distraction, was I not? Did S get the stuff he needed? Yes. Did I develop rapport? Yes. Will I be able to stand in front of that man? No. Welcome back to Season 3, Episode 27 of The Odd Campaign. It is yours truly, Quentin, the GM here, alongside of my current only player. Hi, I'm Snow, and I play Snow in the podcast. Well, actually, I'm Emily, and I play Snow. Yeah, you know, my nickname. Uh, Snow is the leader of The Odd Guild, alongside with her faithful wolf companion, Nachia. Who is grouchy. But he is the king. Of nothing, but, you know, my heart. Yes. If you didn't know, Snow is a full-blooded elf, bard archetype, uh, actually called a dervishing dancer. She dances. Dervishingly. With light. So we're going to dive right back into the thick of things, where in Snow, you just left Vasquez's workshop. You just met the only known living heir of the Vasquez family, Mateo Vasquez, and had quite the interesting conversation with him. But since then... You have been following Draken back into the city of Ereveldum. Snow looks over her shoulder somewhat nervously, and then she turns back to the front and sighs. <sighs> Nachia, sensing your somber attitude, turns his head to look back at you and gives you a low tone. Yeah, yeah, I know, buddy. And then she pauses and makes the realization of, Hey, Draken. What? Aren't they still going to be looking for me and Nachia? Quite possibly. She'll probably go through a different entrance. Oh, okay. Wait. She pauses again. I know a way in. You could just teleport. Yeah, I could. Just, like, back to the restaurant. See this a lot of time, actually. Oh, you're right. It is the next day. I can't teleport to the restaurant. It takes me to the center of town. Okay, so you're at the center of town. You're past the gate, aren't you? Then you have a really great alibi. You never left. Or else how would you have gotten in? Fine, Draken. Why don't you go and make sense somewhere else and she teleports? Currently, back in the center of town of Erveldum, you find yourself in the government district, right by that main center building and the clock tower. But mere moments after you arriving, Draken materializes. Alright, I guess I can make sense here then. Hey, Draken. What? 
Is there any way we could, you know, let Mateo go? What? But not like that, but so I mean like... you want to let a mass murderer who's killed three people go free? No, I'm saying what we do... Okay, let me start from the beginning here of where my thought process began. Also, okay. then we wouldn't get paid. Well, we just frame it on the robots themselves. So you want to frame an innocent bystander and let the actual convict who knowingly committed multiple crimes Well, did Mateo actually kill them, or was it the robots? Did he have the robots do it? Because technically, if he had the robots do it, he could get out scot-free. You're right. So let's go ahead. Let's tell the abjurers they'll go storm the building and bring everyone in for questioning. Uh, no, Draken. Okay, so there's a slight, slight problem with that. What just, is that? Just slight. I, uh, I kind of... I mean, you were there. I kind of gave him my word that I would help him. Sure, you're helping him by arresting him and showing him the error in his ways. Okay, so what would they do if they found him guilty? Mm, let's see. Probably have him executed. Or put him into a rehabilitation camp where he works for the rest of his life. Okay, see, I had this other thought. We could use him. Like us, you know, as, as players in the game. Okay. People who Adieu. play the game. Yeah. We get him to build stuff. We, we keep him, like, locked away somewhere safe. And... Isn't that what you have Daniel for? I think Daniel and he would get along very well, actually. It's going to be very difficult once he's in prison. That's what I was saying. Otherwise, I mean, we could try to convince them to throw him out into the wilderness without anything and uh, let the punishment be his having to survive without society. I don't think they've done execution by banishment here in quite some time. I think that would be great. I'm just saying. You just say that because you're going to leave the city and then go and save him. And then, effectively, once again, he gets off scot-free for murdering three people. I understand. I didn't know you were so calm about murder, Snow. Uh, I'm just trying to think. Because he's a lost kid, mentally, who's probably not going to get the care he needs. You know what I mean. Um, no, what I was saying, though, is I don't know if you know about... And she actually stops herself. Then she pops up her messaging app and messages Dragon directly about this. Mm-hmm. About the NPCs who are self-aware. He looks at the message, blinks for a minute. I've had suspicions, but I've never had the pleasure of meeting one in person. The queen is one of them. Quite interesting. But how do you know this? Because she took us into an alternate dimension and talked to us about it. Ah, I thought something was up when I couldn't see you through the bird. Gosh darn it, Carl, do your job. Well, Carl's no longer with us. Carl's always with you. No, he's not. He's not. You sure about that? She looks very confident. He, he is not. Roll a perception check. No! No! 22. You thoroughly believe this to be true, and even in a moment of hesitation, you pat around your person, and, but you don't find anything on you. See? Everything's fine. There's no Carl. There's no Charles. Because he is now with Charles the Robot. Yeah, okay. You, you think what you want to think. Um, now, this thought about the NPCs being self-aware is very interesting. The only problem is, do you have any evidence that Mateo is one of them? And even if he is, why do we care? Because he is intelligent in general. We could use him to make things. The whole thing, and she's 
continuing with the message is the whole thing that the queen suggested is that in order to win the game, in order to beat it, you have to play it. And what if she just meant quite literally? I don't think so. I think she meant you you essentially have to treat the world as if it has its own life. At least that's that's what I assumed. But I was also thinking that, you know, we have NPCs here. Why don't we use them to our advantage? If you can convince Mateo to work for us and make inventions and manufacturings, which the NPCs do not have access to, so long as we can appropriately frame someone for the crime, I find this agreeable. The question is, who's the fall guy? I was going to say some of the robots. They developed free will, air quotes. They get, end up getting disassembled for murdering people and bada bang, bada boom. Mm. A lot of the evidence we found kind of pointed to the fact that the robots were involved in some way. Too flawed. We're really the only individuals who know about the connection to Vasquez, and that's only doing due to the puppet assumptions which we were able to make due to the fact that we're able to communicate with dead people. No one else has the ability to communicate with the dead, so we can't get eyewitness testimonies for any of those, meaning everything we say is hearsay. So there's actually no concrete evidence that, if we don't want, to be found that ties Vasquez to this at all. But then we have to blame somebody else. Exactly. And who was the initial suspect? Uh, she pauses for a really long time. She looks at him. I'm sorry, I seem to have forgotten that information. Who? Oh, goodness. No, come on. Okay, have you never done a murder mystery before? Okay, the only person I thought was one of the other council members. Ah, uh, keep going. Uh, what was her, what's her face? Uh, 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 that lady. Yeah, she, she is uh, a woman. Good job. You're narrowing it down to half the population. And now that it's the council members, you've narrowed it down to half of the sitting council members. Uh, wait, 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 Camille Lasimus. There we go. Good job, Snow. Give you a little round of applause. I don't appreciate the patronizing. What do you mean? That was a congratulatory clap. That was supposed to be uplifting. Are we talking again? He was clapping in person, but messaging you. She leers. I... And then she just says out loud, I don't appreciate the patronizing in person, at least. Maybe if a clapping emoji was there, but nah, 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 nah. I read the message. So now all we have to do is frame Camille Lasimus, which definitely benefits us in more ways than one. One, we get your man off scot-free. Though, I'm surprised that you are okay with such questionable moral boundaries. It's great to know that we'll have someone who's going to be able to do things during downtime and manage to manufacture us things, hopefully more effectively than Daniel's been making things recently. Wilma was great, don't get me wrong, but, like, he's been slacking. Yeah, no Wilma since then. To be fair, he was at Werewolf College for a long time. Petty excuses. Nonetheless, not only would we be able to have someone who invents things for us, and would we be getting payment from Dontera for finding the murderer, Dontera will be overjoyed to hear that it was Camille, because he and her don't really see eye to eye. So the fact that she takes the fall for it would be immensely instrumental and benefit him greatly, which therefore benefits us greatly, especially in achieving the Volcanium. Yeah. So, uh, how are we going to do this? Well, the only thing we really can do in that instance is we'd have to explore all the facilities pertaining to Camille Lasimus, find who seems the most guilty, and plot the fall. Uh... Now, the interesting thing is, I've had this suspicion for a while... I know you probably didn't connect all the dots, seeing as you're new to the murder mystery scene, but 
The last body we found already was rather suspicious, and even the coroner didn't even necessarily see the connection that it had to the previous bodies. The way that makes this significantly easier is I already believe that the last body was related to Camille Lasimus. I mean, I thought it was something completely different. Again, I thought it was a copycat. Also, it seemed like it was supposed to be a warning to Don Terra. Exactly. And no one has the gumption to do that, except Camille. The facts of the murder seemed completely tangential to the previous ones. Meaning, if we can blame her for the first murder, you just have her fall for the rest, too. Just say she got sloppy. You don't even necessarily need evidence. You just have to show that it's her competitor, and that she clearly doesn't like him. Okay. Which all that means is we don't even have to solve the entire chain of murders. All we have to do is twofold. One, find out who in Camille's organization, if they did, killed the last person. And two, get Mateo out of town. Have him stop committing murders. If there's another body found, that's going to really throw a wrench in the plans. Yeah, well, I can tell you one thing. I feel like Mateo is, would probably be more willing to help us if we find out who it was that the guy in the purple something or other that ended up getting his father killed. If we find out or we say we're going to find this person. Purple something or other. Okay, listen, I don't know why purple is what popped into my head. He was really weird and... Yeah, I'm sorry. I couldn't take notes while I was sitting there in front of him. Fair enough. All I remember hearing is that it was some large Black man coat. Wearing a black coat. Wide face, rough features. Sure. Black coat. Large man, wide face, rough features. You've just successfully described 30% of the male populace. Okay, listen. I'm trying to think. Stop. I'm not saying it's nothing to go on, because we can presumably find the connection. But we have to do this very hush-hush. Because why, if we're investigating a murder investigation, would we be looking into the events surrounding Don Terra when we're trying to blame Camille? This is true. Well, technically, also, I was only brought on for the investigation of what happened to body number three anyway. Well... Technically, air quotes. You were brought on during the occurrence of the third body, but he wants you to find who killed the bodies, plural. All right, fine. Well, it shouldn't be too difficult to frame Camille. Just gotta put a few things here and there, plan a little bit of evidence. I'm morally neutral. I'm noticing. I will add, first thing first, we need to get Mateo out. Like I said, if any other bodies are found, it's really going to throw a wrench in our argument. Then, I mean, I'm supposed to be meeting him outside of town if... You said you could meet him outside of town. Maybe, I know. Okay. You never set a date or a time. I know. Uh, could we send him, like, a messenger or a message of some kind? I could arrange this. Okay, that's what we'll do. Uh, he gave me the location of the hunter's lodge that he has out there or something. That was just a cave, which his father utilized for experiments. All right, fine. You know, I thought it was like a lodge, but that's fine. I can meet him out at the cave, have this discussion with him, and, well... Be very careful what you convey to the man. Why, if he presumes that Don Terra is the person directly affiliated with his father's death, would he want to frame Camille, which directly benefits Don Terra? Because we convince him that the person was working under Camille. I'll leave that part to you. Okay. Okay. We can do that. I can do this. Give me the message you'd like to send. I'll make sure that he gets it, though you'll have to wait a day. All right. Snow basically just tells Draken to mention... I'm not going to put this in pretty words right now because I'm still trying to formulate the thought. But essentially, Mateo, 
you are in danger of being caught, I will meet you at the Trapper's Cave on... He said I have to wait a day for the message to get there, right? More or less. I'll meet you at the Trapper's Cave in the next day or so. We're working to... No, I'll say, my associates and I are working to divert attention away from you. You really want to use the phrase day or so? I don't know, man. Never be vague when it comes to these things, because what happens if he shows up tomorrow? Okay, okay. All right. Fine. Um, <laughs> Say two days from the current date. Sure, fine. Wait, two days from the current date of today or the date Correct. that he... You date the letter. Oh, this is true. I haven't written a letter in so long. Don't don't give me that look, Draken. He looks snidely at you, as if he's judging you. Okay, you know, the constant judgment is really rude. Well, I mean, we all judge people constantly. It's just whether or not you express it. Sometimes I'm judging you and I'm proud, though it rare it may be. You really should be nicer to me, Draken. I might not stick around very long otherwise. But she agrees. Uh, I'll meet him in two days then. From today, I'm putting a reminder on my own stuff. Gotta writing this letter. Okay, I'll make sure this gets received. Well, the question is, is what are you going to do in the meantime? You've got your hands full. You've got members coming to the town. You've got a convict fleeing the town. You've got someone to frame. And half of your guild's still missing. Thanks for the reminder. Just thought I'd like to paint the picture as clearly as I possibly could. You really like putting more stress on my shoulders now, don't you? Okay. Uh, Okay. (sighs) All right. I do have members coming here, but it's going to take them about two days anyway to get back from today, from yesterday. So they'll be here tomorrow, maybe? Snow pulls up her messaging and messages Selena. How far out are you guys? Uh, well, uh, you know, uh, about a day, day and a half. Is everything okay? Well, it's been kind of cold, but other than that, everything's pretty good. She gives Selena a brief update about what's going on. We have come across some information regarding the murders, but we are going to be helping somebody escape from the town. If you guys aren't here in, like, the next two days, which you should be, I might not be in town for a little bit. Uh, wait, uh, um, Snow, you're gonna have to rewind a little. Um, who are we helping escape? Why would you be out of town? Are they in danger? Are they gonna be the people that's gonna be murdered next? She pauses. Technically, they could be, yes. Oh, no! Okay, fine. Um, well, if you're outside of town, uh, where? Because if it's closer, we could meet you there, right? Yes, but if you guys are cold, you might want to come into town. Well, I mean, I'm just saying it's cold out. Like, we've we've had fires, and George has been really good at holding my hand. The monkey. (laughs) I forgot about that. (sighs) Why don't you just hold Clyde's hand, first off? And second off... What? Clyde's riding Haku. He's at a height differential. Why are you not riding on Haku? Well, because that's like an invasion of personal space, Snow. Snow messages Clyde. Clyde? Oh, hey, Snow. Why is Selena walking? Oh, oh, uh, well, I offered to let her ride the horse, but, you know, she's kind of, like, got, like, personal space things. She's had a monkey standing in between me and her the entire time, but had, has me holding the monkey's hand? Okay, just have her have the monkey behind you, and she's behind that. Otherwise, reverse it. Literally. Don't 
don't let her walk. That is so wrong. Well, I, that's what I said, but she insisted. She says her feet are fine and that okay. she likes the outdoors. Okay, give me, give me, which is give me a minute. Nice. Give me a minute. She messages Selena. Selena, you're going to ride that horse. What? This is why it's taking you guys so long to get back. No, no, no. It, it's fine, Snow. We'll just meet you outside of town. Selena. Yeah? Ride the horse. No. Yes. What would Callahan think if he saw me riding a horse with another man? He would think that he is gentlemanly and being good to his sister. Otherwise, he's going to think that Clyde is doing the wrong thing and he would punish Clyde. Yeah, I don't want Clyde to be punished. He's a nice guy. He would think that he is doing the wrong thing by making you walk. No, no, no. Your no, brother no. is very gentlemanly. I, I would, I would have told Callahan that I insisted on walking for the sake of my chastity. I insist that you ride the horse for the sake of my sanity. Well, guess what, Snow? You're not here. I'll be there in five. No, you will not. <laughs> Looks like you're having a lot of fun over there. She has a big smile on her face. Mm-hmm. Just, ride? just uh, some shipping of ships. Some yeah. goods coming. Yeah. Uh, uh, is there something else I need to put into the equation? What? No, 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 no. It's I've fine. already sent the letter out. If something needs to change, it's too late. What? I thought you said it would take a day. To get there and for him to read it, probably. Who checks their mail, like, every second of the day? <sighs> he probably checks it routinely, either in the morning or night, like most people. That's true. Okay, fine. Uh, she sends a final message to Selena and Clyde both. Just come back into town. The person I have to meet is not very trusting of other people. <laughs> Okay, Snow. Uh, the Snow, uh, no, I don't mean to raise alarms. It's my first time in town. Is there somewhere for us to stay? Yes. It, it's uh, uh, an Italian place. Just don't let the door close forever. What? What is that supposed to and mean? And also cover the vent. What? Yeah. Don't worry, Snow. I'll fill him in. Thank you. All right, Draken. Let's do some more investigation. I'm sorry. I'm really hype. I'm, uh, Draken's just looking at you as if he almost wants to say something, but he also wants to see how things play out. What? Oh, nothing. Don't worry. No, no. Don't do that to me. There are no oversights. What's wrong? Clyde doesn't have his paperwork. God dang it. Can we, like, talk to Stefan? I mean, we'd have to. We'd have to go to... I mean, we could just speak directly to Stefan, even though he's technically not the proper person to do that with. I mean, could we just talk to Dontero then? Also, we could. Again, that's not, like... It's not the way normal people come into Ereveldum. Well, at least they didn't teleport into Ereveldum out of nowhere. That's because Clyde can't teleport into Ereveldum. You would have done that, and then you would have had them worrying that there's a breach somewhere in their security system. I mean, there is. And then they probably would have shot Clyde. Well, then how do or we... Or interrogated Okay, him. okay. So, yes, there's an oversight. So how do we get him in, then? Well, I mean, we can do either of the two things you suggested, even though that's technically not the proper way, and people would have to, like, ask for favors. What's the shortest way? Oh, the shortest way is what you suggested. Okay. That doesn't mean it's the right way. Okay. Fine. We're going to talk to Stefan. I like Stefan. Stefan is great. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, your 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 bag-consumed member didn't seem to think that, though. He should probably know that she got eaten. I feel like that's on a need-to-know basis. I think it's a kind of fun. No, I'm sorry. It's kind of amusing, <sighs> but I don't think the NPC the would take that <laughs> no. the right way. I'm sorry. That was the player. That was the player saying that because Snow would have been more, a bit more serious. It's kind of funny, guys. I'm sorry, but... <sighs> Snow is a little bit more serious about it. Fine. Who do you want to go through that, Draken? Oh, uh, well... I didn't think you were a guy who went through the proper channels. Sometimes uh, you gotta go through the short route to get things done. I mean, that's true. You're, you're shuffling papers Yeah, I there. know. I'm reading. I, I see. Where did you get those papers? What do you mean? I wrote... What do you mean, where did I get paper? You literally went through three different floors that had paper. I, I understand, but why wouldn't you just take notes in your HUD? What if I want someone else to read the paper? 
Normally, you would go to whatever local discerner is in your district and make a claim for immigration. But he's not immigrating, he's visiting. Same difference. Yeah, it's completely different. He's immigrating, and then he will emigrate later. You have to get a temporary visa at the very least. Let's do this. Let's just talk to Stefan. That's fine. Like I said, you do whatever you want, because clearly that's what you do anyways. She leers at him. I do. I do whatever I want. That's fine. All right. After you. She starts to walk and then stops. I have no idea where I'm going. Do you just want me to shout his name? Stefan! I mean, I'm sure that would eventually work because you draw enough people's attention and then the police would be called on you for a public disturbance. And then if you shouted it in the abjurer's detainment facility, they would probably eventually bring Stefan because you just keep shouting his name. I am the detainment. I don't think that's how that works, no. It's fine. I am the detainment today. Now, alternatively, seeing as you can presume that seeing as he's a part of the abjurer slash preserver... Wait a second. How the heck did we get papers? What do you mean? How did we get papers? I filed them for you. Why? Because it would draw too much of a scene if I didn't. Okay, so you went through the proper channel. Yes, I went through the proper channel. In (laughs) anticipation for your arrival. She slowly just starts reaching around and checking to make sure, like, Carl doesn't actually exist on her body because now that's bothering her. Roll a perception check. Okay, 24. You don't find anything. She was, like, precariously just... Oh, yeah, and you you were uh, observing quite meticulously, but you have yet to find anything on your person. Okay. All right. Well, lead the way, Dragon. Well, if you're looking for Stefan, I would at least go to the Department of Civil Order. You think I know where that is? He just shakes his head slowly, hand resting on the bridge of his nose, and then takes a deep sigh. (sighs) You know, how long have you been here? Uh, let's see. It's been, like, four days. Ah, fine. You didn't ask for a map or anything. I mean, she pulls out the compass. I could always just follow this. The only direction you know how to go using that is north. And it's gotten me places. No, it's gotten you redirected. But it's gotten me to where I needed to be anyway. You know, one day that's going to fail you, and you're going to question why. And I will be there, standing next to you, laughing. You're just going to be next to me? Out of nowhere? No, Carl will let me know. Carl is not here! You stop that now! Can I sense motive to see if he's just messing with me? Sure, you can sense motive. Seventeen. As far as you can tell, he is speaking the truth. If Carl is still on me, I am going to file for stalking. I don't know who I'm going to file with, but I'll, I'll submit a report somewhere. Very interesting. Well, you know, where you are going to the Department of Civil Order, which is directly behind us, you would not and actually be going north. Wait. I know what's a worse punishment for you than anything. She just smiles. We're going southwest, and seeing as we're already in the governmental district, we literally turn 125 degrees from where we're standing. Turn right there. And before you stands, as you have turned from your current position, standing on the staircase of the primary high council building where the clock tower is, you've turned slightly to your left, about 125 degrees, as Draken stated. And you are currently faced with a really large, multi-floored governmental building. It seems to be almost a perfect cube. It has many floors, many windows, and it seems like two doors. Who designed this building? What do you Who makes cubes as buildings? It's efficient. It's stupid. What do you mean? It's stupid. Well, technically, it's two rectangles joined together. You just can only see one side of it from where you're standing. It, 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 it's connected to that segment over there. It, it looks stupid, Draken. 
Anyway, let, let's do this thing. Listen, if I designed that building, I would be offended by that right now. Well, I'm glad you didn't. Actually, no. Did you? What? Sucks you didn't. I'd rather you be offended. Draken will remember this pops above his head. Actually? No! Why is he offended? It's a meme! I know, but why is he offended? You begin making your way, and Draken does actually take you down to the center of the Department of Civil Order, where it seems as if two of these large square buildings are joined, and there seems to be an almost half-circle foyer area, uh, kind of like a staircase, leading up to a front entrance door, which seems to be a rotating doorway, and it seems to be covered currently by an awning overhanging the current entranceway, which seems to be a rotating door. Okay. It's a door. Okay. Yeah. Told me you wanted me to lead you here. Yeah. Do you want me to just walk in and ask for Stefan for you, or are you taking charge of this? Oh, okay, fine. I see how it is. And she walks over to the door. Can she see inside? Yeah, it's a glass door. It's a glass rotating door. Is there light inside? There is light inside. Uh, She light steps. (laughs) No, what have I done? As you light step, having completely subverted the usage of the door, and you almost instantaneously appear in the building through where you have seen, peering through the glass, you appear in a very nice foyer. It seems like it is a large open ceiling and it has multiple floors. And almost as soon as you enter, you hear a loud, (laughs) and there's flashing red lights surrounding the entire place. There are alarms going off seemingly, and a number of people jump from their seats. Several buttons are pushed. You see several grates where there were desks, but suddenly metal structures fall down around them, and you can no longer see a number of the individuals who are standing there. A lot of the bystanders are seemingly running towards properly labeled exit doors, and almost in a matter of seconds, you see as people start filing in around the room. Huh. Yeah, Draken, I don't think this was a good idea. In a matter of seconds, you seem to be surrounded by individuals in a mixture of black, gray, and white coats. Okay there um is stefan around i'm looking for stefan she has like that little sweat bead forming on her brow (laughs) she's trying to play it off you are currently encircled by a number of these individuals presumably guards who are all dressed almost wearing identical clothing except for of course the color of their coats like i said you are surrounded by a number of individuals in black gray and white coats but all of them seem relatively similarly equipped though there are some variations in their equipment. But all of them do seem to be pointing some form of firearm at you. Uh, okay, I feel like... I don't know if you understood me there. I'm looking for Stefan. Okay. At this point, they seem to have completely encircled you, and there are almost two layers of individuals. Most of the individuals who are in the gray and white coats are forming a perfect circle, in front of you, uh, and they are kneeling on one knee as they are pointing their various forms of weaponry, and the individuals in black coats are one ring back, standing, and are also pointing what seem to be rifles at you. Ah, okay. Snow, like, looks around the circle, and then she just says, I wouldn't stand like this if I were you, because if I were not to be in the center, you would all just be aiming at each other, and then you'd shoot each other. And this is just a suggestion but maybe, like, you'd be better off with, a like, a line of people instead of a circle. You know what I mean? Does this make sense? Did you say white, gray, and black? Yes. All three of them are here. And what building is this? This is the Department of Civil Order. There seem to be far fewer white coats here, as there are slightly more gray coats, but the largest number is black-coated individuals. 
Okay, so y'all aren't gonna take my suggestion. Okay. Um, Snow looks up. What is up on the ceiling? As you inspect the ceiling, it appears as if there is a secondary floor above you. There is a banister and railing, which you can peer over to and see the outer lining of the walls, but you cannot see the floor itself due to the angle that you're currently standing at. Above you, though, there are various light fixtures, though none of them are jutting out from the ceiling. It seems like as if they are implanted into the ceiling, more so. Oh, darn it. No chandelier for you to jump on. <laughs> chandelier? No chandelier Bing? <laughs> hmm. Dang it. Recessed lighting. Too advanced for my taste. Can I, uh... Halt! I'm halted. I'm standing here. She raises her hands. I'm halted. And as you say this and put your hands up into the air, about head height, roll a perception check for me. Sure. 20 total. Though there are a number of guards blocking your vision currently, you can kind of peer in between the heads of the individuals currently wearing the black coats, and you see that there seems to be a different officer currently walking from one of these side rooms to your left. He makes his way through, and he's likewise followed by a number of other black-coated individuals, but he seems significantly different, though you can't make out all of the fine details. But one of the most noticeable things is it appears as if he has a cap on. What is the meaning of this? State your business. Oh, I'm here to see Stefan. You will be coming with me. Okay, is that where Stefan is? Nine. Oh. We must figure out first how you infiltrated our ranks. I didn't infiltrate, I just kind of came in. Clearly not through the front door. And we will figure out how you have done these things. Okay. Men, bring her with me. I was kind of born this way, but that's fine. <laughs> oh, perfect. Something else to send to the Bureau. Which Bureau? Like the Bureau of Investigation? The Bureau of... I mean, this is the Deco. Uh, the... Great. More paperwork. And something else to send to the Bureau of Inquisition. I don't... I don't think you can send a person to an... Oh, gosh, the Spanish Inquisition. Cuff her. Nah, no, 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 no. Uh, are the windows still open or are they closed? All of the windows have been barred with metal plating, which seems to have dropped down upon them. Similarly to, like, all of the desks where people were. All of the doors, except the one he entered through, are covered by these metal grates at this point. And you cannot see anything except the inside of the building. Interesting. Okay. Uh, I, I wouldn't do that if I were you. Just saying. I mean, I can walk with you without a problem. There are rules and procedures which we follow here. Clearly, you are not aware of them. But trust me, if you wish to stay here, you will learn. I, I actually don't want to stay here. I'm kind of in the middle of a mission for Dontera. Perfectly fine and well. Then instead, we will promptly, after your interrogation, escort you out of the city. Okay kind of sucks now, doesn't it? Um, and what was your name again, sir? You may refer to me as Captain Farum. Pat Farum? Like, with an F or a V? Farum. F-Fair? Men, explain to her, for I shall not repeat myself. And as he says this, and also as he mentioned the fact that you were to be cuffed, the individuals in the innermost circle broke their ranks, so the people in the white and gray coats who were kneeling kind of moved forward and then stepped to the side, and a set of four individuals in the black coats came forward into the inner circle and started to approach you. Uh, and you said I can't see the floor up top, but I can see, is there like a... You can see the banister, and you can see the walls up there. Is that, is that like, is there like a stairwell, and that's like the only thing up, or... You don't see a stairwell from where you're standing. You just see that there is the ceiling of the wall here, 
basically has a hole in it on this floor, and you can see up to the next floor, which has a banister around the hole in this ceiling slash the floor up there. Okay. So you can kind of see up into the next area, but due to the angle you're at, you can't see the floor because it's so high up, and you're in the center of this room right now. You're only able to see the banister lining the hole and then the walls and ceiling of the next floor. Okay. Um, she is going to look up there and, and light step up towards the banister area. Towards the banister area? Yeah. Are just you trying like, to light step onto the banister? Um, she's going to light step up to see over, and if it looks safe, she would light step if I'm able to do that. So yes, you would be able to blink up into the banister, but I would need you to roll an acrobatics check for me, because though you are staying there but for a brief period of time, you still need to maintain your balance and your concentration. You said acrobatics? Yes, please. 21 acrobatics. And then followed by a perception? 16. You're able to see around the second floor, and it seems as if there are a number of hallways and doorways, but a number of them seem to be shut down by grates. You see, as there may have been windows uh, facing the street side part of the building, in which you could have seen out into the street below, but once again, those two are covered by grates. Some of the hallways seem like they are clear, but thus far there are no doors which are open. So she would light step over. To the hallway? Yeah. Okay. So there are two mirrored hallways, very similar to the floor below. Uh, There are hallways both to the right and left going back deeper into the building. I go right. Right. So you were standing in the middle of this room. Uh, After a little bit, you jumped and light-stepped up to the left banister. And then after taking a real quick 360 look around the building, you noticed that there was an open hallway to your right, which you promptly light-stepped to, and are now faced with a relatively long open hallway with many doors on either side. And once again, what looked like it would have been a window facing out towards the city. What would have been? Is it boarded up? By the metal grate, once again. It's a solid sheet of metal, which seems to have come down in front of it. It's not even like it's barred. It's a flat sheet of metal. I look at the message. What is going on? You just receive all capitals, multiple exclamation points, and question marks at the end of this statement from yours truly, Draken. It bothers them that I didn't use the door. I wonder why. Okay, listen. They're not used to people teleporting. Well... Listen. That's all you have time to say. Okay. Um, and my only option really is to run? You may attack, or, I mean, or what are they doing down below? Almost immediately upon your disappearance, everyone, you jumped up to the left. Everyone almost immediately blinked, looked dazzled for a second, not particularly understanding where you went. But then finally, someone pointed out where you were and everyone's, the, the circle collapsed and everyone started to move and all of their guns immediately trained on you. Once you blinked back further into the room and they lost sight of you on this floor... You heard an exasperated sigh or grunt. Duh! Men! Find her! And as you hear Captain Ferrum say this, there are heavy, dense footsteps clattering all around, and you hear a couple of grates move from down below. As you could infer that soldiers must be moving their way through there, and they are currently, presumably, making their way up to you. is with me? Where is he? I don't... I don't know. I don't know where he went. For the sake of him... I'm going to say no. that he's outside. Good, 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 Nichia. Good boy. He saw you blink into the building, but before he could register what was going on, the entire building went on lockdown, and he got panicked and just stayed there. Okay. Okay. All right. Roll a perception check for me. All right. I'm rolling a perception check. Snow makes notoriously bad decision to <laughs> make people freak out. Uh, 27? 
all the while amidst the footsteps and also the red sirens, which are still blaring quite loud, you can quite clearly also start to hear a large thud that seems to be hitting the front of the building. Draken, what is that? Uh, your dog is causing issues. Uh, you're going to have to forgive me. You're about to knock him out, aren't you? No! Okay. Okay, he's upset. All right. Okay. Uh, 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 uh. As you turn around, you can actually see that the metal grate in front of the building has a rather large dent in it. Oh, geez. And it seems as if it concaved in slightly, and you see that there's shattered glass on the floor behind you. Is there a light? Not that you can see. Oh, darn it. Okay, so... Maybe if whatever was trying to get in had succeeded, there could be. Draken, I need to leave. It's either I'm going to another floor or I'm I'm getting out of here because, um... Are you messaging him this? Are you just standing up there messaging frantically? Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could let them arrest me, but I mean, I, I'm just, yeah. I guess your teleportation is light-based and they probably barred all the exits at this point. I can't get out. Do you have nothing to break through any of the doors? Uh, you want me to try to use my strength? Probably wouldn't cut work. the metal? I was hoping you had a spell or something. Uh, no. Uh. I, I have crushing despair. I can make them depressed. That's not going to particularly help. We need to get you something to pierce through objects and make light there. I am literally a barred glass. Listen, what do you want? Excuses. There are magic items for everything. They're the most busted things in this game. So uh, what we're going to do is you're going to leave. You're going to teleport out, and we'll just have to wait till tomorrow to get you back. They know my face. Yeah, that's a problem. But at this point, what? Uh, I mean... Did you want to get arrested and try and acquit yourself? Who says that they're not going to turn you into a test subject and start poking and prodding you? I mean, they probably they, they probably will. You have two options. Either leave and just pretend like you were never there. Or kill them all. I'm that kidding. is not an option. But you have six seconds to decide, more than likely. They're probably collapsing in on you right now, from what I can hear. Okay. So, either leave or get arrested and hope Don Terra can acquit you. Either way... We're going to have to pull some strings. Don't going to be pissed at me. I'm leaving. Bye. Uh, Snow is going to teleport. Where do you teleport to? I'm going to floor five. And just like that, you press the button and you are no longer in this very stressful and hectic surrounding. Which area in floor five did you teleport to? Hattusa. Oh, floor five. Oh. You take yourself from one hectic scene to a somewhat less stressful, but equally as bustling environment. In juxtaposition to the very cold, dry air of the north, you now find yourself in a very hot climate. You're no longer in the bustling cityscape of the steampunk land, but rather you are in a thriving desert oasis. Oh, okay. How does it look here? Because I remember there was like a whole war kind of thing because of giant creatures. Currently, it seems a large amount of the infrastructure here is undergoing reconstruction, but there seems to be no immediate threat, and everyone seems to be quite happy and cordial, as if everything has begun to return to normal. Okay. Um, I want to go see Callie. Kali, Callie. Callie. Princess. Mm-hmm. I want to go to the Temple of Ishtar. So, after navigating the streets, which seem to have changed... I need you to roll a survival check. Oh, no. 18. During your brief stay in Hattusa, you recall that you, by happenstance, either stumbled upon the Temple of Ishtar or had been previously guided there. And though you have a mini-map, 
It seems as if the streets have changed, and navigating your way around this bustling town is proving to be quite difficult. There are a number of vendors and stalls all popping up, people shouting all around you, and people rudely bumping into you as well. They seem to all be going places and doing things, and it throws you off. You are unsuccessful and get a little lost. Oh, uh... Fish! Get your fish! Uh, fish raid? Snow will walk over to an... an- like one of the NPCs that's nearby. Fish! Uh, get your fish! Excuse me. Would you like fish, ma'am? Sure, here. And she'll give him a gold coin. Oh, well, you'll, you'll be loaded up on fish then. All uh, right. No, no, no. How I, many salmon steaks would you like? Uh, ooh. Ooh. My message, Clyde. How many salmon steaks do you want? What? I mean, like, I'm a big fan of salmon steaks. I mean, it depends. How many people are we feeding? Uh, well, currently, um... You know what? How many do you want to feed? What? How many people do I want to feed? Maybe like just me and you on a date. <laughs> Kidding. Uh, no, uh, I mean, it's, there's like, how many people in the guild? Like almost a dozen now at this point, but then like someone died. So like that's addition and then subtraction. I don't remember who all's here. Uh, I mean, probably like a good dozen or two. Okay. But how are you going to keep them cool? Won't they go bad? Uh, uh, Probably. So, I mean, not any more than you could cook right now, and I'm not going to be there till tomorrow. Well, I mean, technically the environment where you are is very cold. I mean, that's true. So, I mean, if you're buying them up there... Can I send these to you? Uh, yeah, why not? Okay, how about that? All right, Snow Snow will ask for uh, 13 fish cakes, or uh, salmon steaks. If you wanted 13 fish cakes, it's going to be three gold and six silver. Here's four. Keep the change. No, thank you kindly, miss. Um, well... He wraps the fish fillets up, and he hands them to you. Um, Snow will receive them, and then she looks at him. Also, I don't know if you can help me. Where is the temple for Ishtar? Oh, well, it's a little bit ways from here. You're going to have to make your way over. Take around about, like, two rights, then a left. Go down the right street. Find Main Street. Head down by the Colosseum. You're going to then want to make another right. You're going to head down there, and then eventually you're going to see it on your left. Just two, two rights... A left and a left? Okay. No, no, no. Two rights, a left, a right, a left, and a left. Two rights, a left, a right, a left, a right. No, 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 no. Okay, um... Uh... Hey, and he, he, he grabs, like, a tanned sheet of hide, and he just, like, scribbles some vague lines on it. This will get you there. Okay. All right. Okay. Roll sure. survival. Okay. And a will save. My survival was really bad. <laughs> Roll the will save. The survival was a 10. Nice. And a save for my will. 18. As you're attempting to follow this map, you can't help but look at this absolutely terrible drawing and not know anything that's going on. He mentioned something about two rights, but then you made a left and then you made another right and another right. Now you feel like you're going in circles. And as you start to feel lost and somewhat hopeless... You try and take a deep breath to recollect yourself, and you try and find a happy place, and there's a flash of a memory, and you remember the times when Wilson was there to guide you, and you just think to yourself, North. North. Okay. Uh, compass. North. Okay. North. And she starts to walk north. As you're walking directly north, you find that there seem to be a number of buildings in your way. There are side streets and alleyways, but you would have to veer from your northward direction. How tall are they? 
The buildings are about 30 feet tall. They seem to be two-storied. Are they close together? Enough, like, if I was to run and jump, I could jump them? Like, if... If you were on the roof of these buildings, presumably, as long as you were only jumping an alleyway and not a main street, you could jump between the buildings. Okay. North. She light steps up onto the roof. Finding yourself on the top of this railing, I do need you to roll an acrobatics check as you are on the edge wall as it seems as it divots slightly down. 22. You're able to wonderfully balance on this about one foot tall wall on the top of this roof where it seems like people were storing some crates and barrels and had a tarp up here to protect some of their foodstuffs from the weather. But you manage to just keep your balance and then eventually jump down and survey your surroundings. Okay, north. You begin running north, and after hopping a few buildings relatively effortlessly, they're somewhat close together, only about five feet in distance, you do eventually meet a couple of main roads, and you see a lot of interconnecting roadways, and once again, a lot of things that weren't particularly there before. Okay. All right. What happened? What's going on? This place is so developed. It's too developed. I don't like this. Roll a perception check for me. Sure. Twenty-nine. Once again, getting somewhat panicked and flustered by the ever-changing cityscape of this very urban area, you look down at your compass and you just think and focus on north. Readjusting your position as you've had to jump a couple of buildings, you redirect yourself with true north. And upon looking up from your compass, you can see a landmark, one that's familiar. You notice both the Colosseum, off in the distance, as well as the Royal Palace. <gasps> okay, okay, okay. That is the way. This is the way. All right. She starts making her way in that direction. All right, I'm going to need you to roll for me a series of acrobatics checks. Please roll me three acrobatics checks. 14, 18, 20. You're able to effortlessly jump across all of the various buildings that you need to, but you do need to light step quite a few times in order to get towards the Colosseum. You look down below you and see you see these bustling and busy streets and you realize that this is significantly more straightforward as you can always keep your eyes fixated on True North, which seems to be the correct way to go. Though, however, you do occasionally interrupt a few individuals. Uh, you step on a cat's tail once, uh, you knock over a barrel of apples, and once you found an old lady bathing on her roof. Sorry about that. Oh, get out of you rascals! Trying to come after my melons. <laughs> she ignores that and keeps going. Come up there, please, please, please. After jumping and navigating your way through, you've noticed that you've exhausted almost your entire pool of light step distance for the day. <sighs> but you eventually make it before the Colosseum. Wow, okay, that's the first time I've actually used all of this. That's impressive. It's just the Colosseum, though. All right. But wait. Mr. Miata could be here. She looks around excitedly. Roll a perception check. Nineteen. Peering around the visage of an old friend, you anxiously and eagerly look around the faces of the crowds before you, uh, but you are a little foggy on the details of what he looked like. Uh, remembering it, you only saw him about two or three times. You had one very nice conversation with him, but it's been a couple of weeks since you've seen him, and this is a very bustling place. There are numerous people... And eventually you think to go into the Coliseum a little further, for there are posters, seemingly, of some of the contestants. But alas, it seems like a number of those two have changed. The posters no longer say anything about either Miata or Akula, but have foreign names to you, ones which you have not seen before. Hmm. 
Snow pulls up her messaging bar. Because she did friend Miata. Mr. Miata, are you still on floor five or are you gone? And it appears as if the message is sent. But as you wait, you don't get a response. <gasps> no! And as you are somberly standing in your stead, where you are amidst these large crowds, you feel a hand on your back. She wheels around. Roll a perception check. 28. Words I have not had to use in quite some time. Roll a wisdom saving throw. Okay, wisdom. AKA, roll to remember. Wait, a wisdom saving throw? Well, not, not your will, but your wisdom. It's a six. Total? Yes. Oof. You see standing behind you someone who is gently having their hand on your shoulder, and it seems as if they greet you in a warm tone as if you should remember who they are. Alas, even though he looks like quite a memorable fellow, you do not recall. Uh. Standing before you is a rather tall and uh, partially dressed large black individual. He seems to have something on below his waist, and he's wearing sandals, but the only thing that is covering his chest seems to be a pair of cords, almost as if they are uh, suspenders in some way. But uh, other than that, all you see is his rippling and well-toned physique as this rather large, dark-looking fellow is currently facing you. Um, I'm so sorry. I, uh, she looks him up and down and looks for like an ID or a player name. You see as this individual does appear to have a player name and his player name is Solomon. It's Solomon, space, and then an uppercase. So it's uppercase S, Solomon, space, uppercase J. She pauses for a really long time. You look a little lost. Is everything okay? Uh. I thought I saw you before, but the uh, name's not ringing a bell. Yeah, no, I feel like I've met you before, but it's... Snow Hikara. That, that's a better username. Yeah, uh, yeah. Or are yeah. you like hot Asian? Uh, no, that's my username. Oh, okay. Well then, uh, name's Solomon. Solomon Jones. Solomon Jones. I feel and like I know you. he takes your hand, and it is a very firm handshake, and you see as he has rippling biceps and pectorals. Uh, well, I was just trying to see if Miata was still around. Oh, Miata. Uh, I, d I haven't seen him around too recently. I don't know if he's still fighting or not. Last time I checked, he was helping some people out at some of the local temples. There's been a lot of reconstruction going on, hence why I stayed. Been making pretty good money. I can see that. A lot has changed. I was actually looking for the Temple of Ishtar. Oh, that old thing. That's one of the few. Well, no, that one got hit pretty hard. What? Oh, yeah, no, that thing got hammered. Oh, no. Uh, is it still around, at least? Well, around is a relative term. Some of it's over there, some of it's over here. They're rebuilding, if that makes you feel any better. Is Princess Kali okay? Oh, the royal family? Yes. Oh, they almost got killed. Snow looks very, like... Well, first there was the monster uprising, and panicked. then there was the people uprising, oh and then there was the insurgents, and then the rebellion. We went through a lot of phases here. Okay, 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 uh... Something about a giant spider and a bunch of people trying to resurrect the dead. Her eyes widen. A giant spider? I thought we killed King Brian. Well, that was only one of the few things. There was a giant spider, a giant crocodile, a giant crab. This this town sounds like it's gone through a lot since we've been gone. Oh, um, yeah. Other than that, I mean, what else was there? Someone said something about a thunderbird. That was weird. A thunderbird? Oh, yeah. A thunderbird here. Interesting. Where did you hear that rumor? What do you mean? It's all around the town. That's not really a rumor as much as it is stated fact. Almost everyone saw. Well, I mean, plenty of people had to fend it off, too. Snow messages Drake in really quick. Thunderbird. 
Are we playing Scrabble or is there something I'm missing? Floor five. They've seen a Thunderbird. Yeah, and from my understanding, they've also seen a giant crocodile, a giant crab, a giant wolf, a Wait, giant spider. Are, is Carl really on me right now? What? Well, first off, yes. Second off, I just stay up to date on world affairs. You should try it sometime. But if the Thunderbird is on this floor, are these not actually floors? Okay, well, first off, presumption. Second off, what if it's a different Thunderbird? People use that term all the time to mean big bird in the sky. You're a Thunderbird. Well, I mean, I can fly, but that is besides the she point. She closes her messaging app. Rude. <laughs> uh, anyway, am I interrupting something? No, 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 it's fine. Uh, could you actually point me to the direction of where the temple was? I am, as you said, lost. Oh, uh, well, I mean, I'm not doing too much. You might get lost on the way there. More than likely, honest. yes. How about I take you there personally? I actually have a shipment that I gotta take there. Well, in the area. Her eyes get, like, all big and puppy-eyed, like, Really? I really would appreciate it. Thank you. All right, just, uh, give me a minute to go ahead and take my stuff. Okay. She just waits, squats down, like, starts drawing in the sand as she waits. Are you coming? Oh, uh, yeah, seems like yeah. he shouts from over the crowd. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. So you make your way exiting the Colosseum, and it seems as if you find Solomon, and he's waving by somewhat of the center of the road, and it seems like people are giving him a wide berth and going around him. As you see, they are... Less so particularly walking around him and walking around a large sled that he seems to be carrying behind him. Oh. The sled is about 30 feet long. It seems to have a rope, which is currently laying on the ground, something attaching to both corners of the front end. And it seems that this sled is filled to the brim with stone bricks and timber. She just is watching as he pulls it along. So, as you mentioned, he does. He grabs effectively the reins of this sled, but with no animal to carry them, he himself kind of heaves the the ropes onto his shoulder and begins dragging this sled seemingly effortlessly across the ground as he is making his way down the main street of the city. Kind of makes me think of Samson. Cool. Oh, she pauses. That's who you... You're the guy that helped us get out of the pit. Oh, that's where I remember you from. Oh, that's right. How's everyone else doing? You had a large group and of people And we were you. supposed to meet you. Or, like, not a date, but, oh, like, well, an evening. Oh, yeah, no, it's missing it. Oh, I'm so sorry about that. mentally repressed that one. I'm so sorry about that. Well, you know, it's all right. I'm sure you guys had better things to do than just hang around with me. Oh, uh, well. Not the first time I've been stood up. Oh, I'm so sorry. We were just trying not to die. No, that's perfectly understandable. It feels like that most days. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just had to run for my life again from another floor, you know. I haven't been to too many of those. Uh, well, we made it to floor, what was that, floor 15? Oh, wow. Oh, well, no, they do jump in five, so I guess that's not too far from me. Yeah. Well, we made it to floor 15, and, well, they apparently do not like that I can jump around everywhere. Well, you know, nimble people can, like, be hard to contain, and if they're rather rambunctious, they can be problematic. Yeah. You should have seen the jumping spiders. They were giving people a real big fright. Oh, God. I really hope Pierre wasn't involved. That name does sound familiar. Oh, he's just a spider that we found in the desert. Yeah, well, you're going to be finding a lot of those, though most people don't give them pet names. I think we were trying not to fight him. That's why we gave him a name. But anyway... Well, we're going to be coming up along the, the temple soon. It's really just down this main stretch until you left. But there are a lot of people who will very rudely push you out the way, so I figured I'd walk with you at least for a little bit. Hey, I really do appreciate it. Normally my navigator would be with me, but he's currently trying to... Well, go resurrect somebody that died. Is that even possible? 
Well, we're going to find out. She was swallowed by a bag. Now, I'm going to just leave it at that. Uh, So, yeah, you're just going to keep going on up a little bit further. I got to actually drop this off at the palace. Uh, This is for some of their reconstruction purposes, so all this limestone. But if you just keep going up that way for about mm, another block or two and then just hang a a left, you can't miss it. All right, thank you so much, Solomon. I really do appreciate it. All right, have a good day, Miss. Uh, Wait a second. Sure. Um, she sent... I don't know if I friend-requested him originally. I don't think I did. I don't believe you did either. Um, she sends him a friend-request. Oh, well, how about that? Might be a little bit easier for us to stay in touch. Absolutely. Well, if you're ever around this part of town again, just give me a holler. All right. Thank you. And it seems as if he has accepted your friend-request, but is continuing to pull his cargo into a large gate in the palace. Okay. Snow looks on with awe towards the palace, as it's probably like, meh. Oh, it's huge. Meh. Oh, yeah. The entirety of this palace would be comparable to the entire government district in Erveldum. Oh, wow. Uh, she turns away, though, and starts heading in the direction that he pointed her in. Making her way down, once again, the main street of Hattusa, you find yourself having a similar experience to what Samson described, which is people somewhat coarsely running into you here and there, not intentionally, but more so just trying to go about their daily business. Luckily, though, you do manage to continue on your way straight and inevitably do see a somewhat dilapidated remnant of the temple, quite different than what you saw before. There's a crack, a massive hole in the large dome, and some of the pillars seemed knocked over. A lot of the walls and ceilings are actually only still standing due to structural supports of wood, and it seems as if repairs are being attempted to be made, though portions of it had had to be taken down and put back up. The garden out beside the temple is almost entirely trampled, though still fenced in. It seems as if parts of the fence are missing and or bent or destroyed. Right. She starts to approach, looking for uh, any of the priests or priestesses. You see a perception check in your future. <laughs> Please roll one. 18. As you make your way into the temple, you notice that it is not as serene as it used to be. In fact, the peaceful aura which once emanated from this place seems disturbed. It is no longer refined, but rather chaotic. There are a number of workers bouncing all around the place, attempting to fix the structural supports and many people and many mechanisms currently in place, as if it seems that repairs are very much are being attempted to be made, but the process is taking quite some time. You see uh, countless workers, dozens at least, scurrying about carrying the limestone bricks and the various tools and attempting to put things back into order. But overall, it just seems immensely hectic compared to its formerly vacant and serene appearance. You do, however, manage to catch a vague glimpse of the coat of a priest walking towards one of the back rooms. Ah, uh, excuse me? She runs after him. Entering in, this is still a very large structure, so you have to close quite a large distance and have to even pass by a statue of Ishtar, which is currently fixated in the center of the room. But upon entering, you are stopped. Uh, what is it that you think you are doing here? I am looking... Uh, she holds up her necklace, actually, from away from her chest. I was looking for the Priestess Kali. What is it that you want with the princess? Listen, Torek does not care who you are looking for. He only cares about who you are and if you are supposed to be in this place. And right now, unless you are one of my workers or wearing those robes, you are not meant to be here. You will have to wait until reconstruction is finished. She pauses and thinks, I am a servant of Ishtar. I do wear her necklace, after all. 
Lord, that is what half the scoundrels say as they try and come in here and beg the priests for bread. Go back to the bread lines. She gestures. Do they all do this? Do they all glow? There are many heathenistic magics. There are many gods. I know not whose blessing you have. All I know is that we are attempting to fix things. You don't even have a hard hat on. The rock could fall from the ceiling at any given minute. I am not going to be held responsible for your being here. And right now, as the manager, I am very responsible for you being here right now. Do I have any light step left? You, as of right now, do not have any light step left for the day. She looks at the statue of Ishtar. You see as if there is a lot of scaffolding currently surrounding the statue of Ishtar. And there are many bridges and crossways, which are kind of blocking the view of the statue and a lot of the temple. Okay. She walks over to the statue. Are you not listening to me? I said you must vacate this premises. Do not make me get palace guards. Uh, she starts to pray to the goddess. Roll knowledge religion? Uh, actually, prayer is the wrong word. Technically, she's trying to talk to the goddess because she doesn't know any other way to contact her. That's fine. So, what was your knowledge religion roll? It was an eight because my die crit failed. Oof. Uh, as you approach the statue of Ishtar and you attempt to communicate with this being... Uh, You are holding your amulet in your hand, but you feel as if the holy presence, the amount of spiritual energy which was surrounding this place has been disrupted as if there is something blocking your connection, and it is making it very difficult to contact Ishtar, even though you also really haven't tried doing it before. Uh, Gosh darn it. It may also be the fact that there is a man shouting in your ear asking you to leave, which is making it very hard to concentrate. Sir? Listen, you must leave immediately. There's, I cannot have you here. I will have you escorted out. I will escort you out myself if I must. Do you stop people from praying to the goddess this often? That is not my job. If you want to go pray, go pray in the streets. My job is to reconstruct this place. I'm not hired to make sure that you can have peace and quiet. I'm hired so you may have a temple. She's going to intimidate him. Listen here. I am just trying to find the princess because I have to talk with her about a few things. And not only that, it's very rude of you to interrupt people when they're trying to focus. It is a 16. It is very rude for you to attempt to interrupt my busy work. You think I can just have people walking in and out of here as they please? And uh, who doesn't want to see the princess? Go file a complaint somewhere else. Not with me. I am just the manager of the construction. Oh, I'll file a complaint. I'll file a complaint, all right. That's right. I'll file a complaint on you. You don't even know who I am. Get someone, get her out of here. I am done with this conversation. <sighs> okay. Um. You've drawn quite a scene to yourself, and a number of workers have halted what they were in the process of doing and are currently unlocking your conversation with Tarek. Okay, is... When I open up the menu, what locations am I able to teleport to? <laughs> is the old temple of... Either Alani's temple outside of the city available, or is the old new temple of Alani, wherever it is. Okay. Within Hadusa, previously you teleported to the market district when you came in the first time because you panicked and it was one of the first things you saw. I rolled for it. You have access to the market district, which is gone for the day. Uh, the Colosseum, the Temple of Ishtar, was on the list. You just didn't think about it. And you have the Temple of Alani, which is outside of the city. Do we have access to the pit that we were in originally? No, that's just in the middle of the desert. Uh, And you are able to teleport to the location of the trials of Alani, which is where 
Is that the Temple of Alana you were talking about, or is that just the Trials okay. of Alana? So there is the... <laughs> um, <laughs> the old new temple. So yeah. So the old there's, Ishtar, new there's temple the of new Temple of Alani, which is outside the city of Hattusa. And we'll just say for simplicity, the old Temple of Alani, which is in the desert. Wait, I think I got that backwards. It's fine. Anyways, there's the one outside the city and there's the one in the desert. <sighs> if I can't get help from Ishtar, I'll go to Alani instead. Oh, just like you. Of course you would be one to worship the goddess of death. Be gone with you. That's because she's nicer. And he just shoes you away. She teleports to the Temple of Alani that is outside the city. Having made your way out to the outskirts of the town of Atusa, you find things are significantly quieter. Significantly more peaceful. Though equally as distraught. As it seems as if the Temple of Alani is somehow in worse shape than you saw it previously. But this one is not particularly getting any attention. It has significantly less damage compared to the rest of the town, but that's mostly just because it wasn't paid hardly any mind. But no one is particularly out here. You see, off in the distance, there may be some traders and travelers and a couple of farmers tending to repair their fields, but outside of that, there is but the vacant old temple of Alani outside the outskirts of Hattusa. She goes to the temple and enters... Entering through what presumably would have been double doors, you file your way into the temple. Light streams through, through both the entranceway, which you are coming through, and also through holes and cracks in the ceiling and walls, but for the most part it seems as if this place is both dark and vacant. Some spider webs here and there, and rubble laying about, but realistically all that is there is what appears to be a set of stairs and then perhaps a, an altar of some sort all the way at the back of the temple. Is anybody here? Your voice echoes and carries throughout the chambers, but is not met by any response. What time of day is it? It's currently in the afternoon, not quite the evening yet. The sun is not setting, but is still relatively high. Okay. Like 3, maybe 4 p.m. Okay. Snow goes over and tries to find a solid piece of wall that doesn't look like it's going to fall on top of her, and... She goes over and she sort of settles down in a corner. And then for a moment, like, she's sort of thinking back to all the events that happened through the day and she's realizing how lonely it is. And she wants to message Wilson. True. Go ahead and try. Okay. So she pulls up the menu and finds Wilson and she starts to type out a message. Hey, I'm really sorry about what I said the other day. I wasn't trying to ignore your feelings and... I probably should have listened more. I don't know. I really feel like I failed as a leader, you know? I hope you guys are safe and you're able to help Elias. <laughs> I kind of got myself in a situation here. I miss you guys. I wish you were here. She tries to send it. After having settled down in corner of the room where there's a somewhat seemingly structurally sound wall, not notorious for being comfortable, but you do attempt to send this message, but alas, that is all it is. An attempt. Maybe there's an issue with the uh, interplanar connection, but the message does not seem to go through. Her mood gets even worse, and she sort of at this point puts her head down into her, like, she pulls up her legs to her chest and wraps her arms around them and just puts her head down there and she looks like a really sad potato. A potato? Okay, fine. Wow. Also, 
she looks up and she realizes that she is not there. You left him. I'm so sorry. I'm a terrible mother. For once in a really long time, you're actually alone. Entirely by yourself. She puts her head back down on her lap and starts sobbing, probably until she's too tired to stay awake. Mm, Crying is very tiring. It's very tiring work. As you close your eyes, you feel yourself eventually drift off, but it is into a restless and troubled slumber. In your dreams, you are almost blinded by a light and deafened by clamorous sounds of chastising voices. At first it felt as if you were standing tall on a pedestal, but this relentless bombardment eventually diminishes you, this blistering beam from above head shining down until eventually you are just a remnant of your formal self, crumpled in a ball, gently sobbing as you continue to shrink beneath the weight of the light and the cacophony of voices, until, gradually, it seems as if it all begins to fade. You feel weightless, free from the pressure, No longer fixated on a pedestal, you feel wrapped and swaddled in a comforting darkness that seems to almost drown out all the voices, until they almost seem to fade away, having become lulled into a comforting seclusion, eventually breaking the relaxing silence, you begin to hear a soft and strangely familiar voice. Oh my poor darling, it seems as if you too have been tossed by the wayside, chastised, ridiculed. Trust me, I know that plight quite well. T. As the voice speaks, the darkness dissipates. Looking around you more carefully, you see the surrounding room that you are currently in is very lavished, very well decorated. A large structure made of marble with high ceilings supported by immense pillars. There are numerous benches lining the front of this area where a raised platform only containing a waist-high pedestal stands. On the sides, there are drapes lined and sconces illuminating your surroundings. And set amidst the pews is the owner of the voice, which is currently offering you a cup of tea. And you recognize her to be Alani. You find yourself currently lying off towards the side of her on a plush red cushion. She slowly sits up from the mattress that she's lying on. Oh. Uh. Wait, how did I get here? Hmm? That is quite an interesting question, but you seem troubled. I thought I'd pay a visit. She smiles somewhat half-heartedly, not because she's disappointed in being near around Alani. She's just sort of, like, still emotionally drained. (sighs) Well, I mean, I guess that's true. It's been a rough day. The funny thing is, you would think that the goddess, and she puts air quotes around that, the goddess that I'm supposed to be under isn't really reachable. Trust me, my sister has never been the most caring of individuals, so don't take it too personally. But I mean, just look at you, you're a mess. And she kind of claps her hands, to which responds, seemingly a number of shadows take form and momentarily swirl around you, not in a threatening manner, but almost like a gentle breeze, picking you up off the ground, brushing off the dust from your person, you begin to feel refreshed. The bags under your eyes vanished, and color seemingly returns to your face, and you see that you are now draped in a fine black silk dress which softly sits upon your skin. She sort of does like a turn and checks out the dress on herself. Black is slenderizing. It's a very common color here. And she kind of like gestures to herself. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not dead, am I? Oh, no, 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 no. 
We are in a place where all things are as they should be. Right now, it's actually quite similar to my room at Gunzir. Gun, gun. Oh, my palace in the underworld, darling. Oh, okay, well. Similar, but we're not there. You're not dead. Yet. What? Well, I mean, who knows? I, speaking of which, um, I saw you were attempting to contact a friend of yours. Wilson. Is Wilson okay? Oh, Wilson's fine, um, in a matter of speaking. What? What does that mean? Matter of speaking is very concerning language. If he's not okay, I, I gotta go help him. Um, well, be a little difficult, darling, but here, let me ease your tension. Alani waves her hand in a very slow and gentle fashion, but as she does, a black mist seems to appear before it until eventually a picture almost forms in the mist as it begins to take shape becomes textured and you see terrain, seemingly trees, a landscape, and eventually you can almost make out a distinct humanoid figure, which you recognize to be Wilson. Is that the Shadow Plane? Indeed. Him and his party have had a little bit of a rough start, but they're making their way. If you would like, from one friend to another, I could even send a message, perhaps a small token. A token? They are currently trying to find their way in the Shadow Plane. Well, anything that might have some relational meaning between the two of you? Uh, I don't really think I have anything like that. And she just starts to, like, look through her stuff. If there's anything I could do to help him, uh, I have this compass from the Queen's Castle. We got this at the end of our quest. I don't know if it does anything. I think that would be a wonderful idea. It may help more than you know. Oh, she kind of blushes just a little bit and then shakes it off. Okay, all right. Yes, anything I can do as the guild leader. Is there anything you would like to say? Uh... Compass falling from the sky might be a bit alarming. Uh, maybe just like... Uh, I don't know. Uh, so you can always find your way back? I don't know. That seems like... That seems so cliche. I can't think of anything else, though. Uh... As you wish. Oh, you actually... Okay. And you see as Alani swirls her hand around the compass, and it seems to dissipate into a shadowy mist before it seems to join the image directly aside it, and you almost see as an object drops before the figure of Wilson, and he seems perplexed by the object that just fell before him, but he's currently looking around as he picks up the object. There you go, Wilson. Th that should... Maybe help. I actually have no idea if that'll help at all. Um, it's a compass. That's not gonna help. <laughs> oh, darling, don't worry. I'm sure that that compass will mean a lot to him. Maybe. Or he'll think about the fact that I'm directionally challenged. Maybe he won't even realize that it's my compass. After all, he only saw it a few times. <laughs> Who am I kidding? He's probably still mad at me. He won't care if I send him something or not. I'm just a useless guild leader who doesn't care about her teammates, after all. Darling, you need to get out of this fog of mind. Quite honestly, I mean, when I first met you, I saw such great untapped potential. But look at you now. I mean, I see dormant power surging within, but only for you to be crushed by the expectations you put upon yourself and those that are put upon by others. She looks like she's about to argue that, and then she stops herself. It's probably true. <laughs> uh, I didn't think I would be getting therapy from the game, but okay. I'll take it. I mean, look at everything you've accomplished. 
Your guildmates, they aid you. But please, they can never come up with an answer by themselves. You have to make all the hard decisions. And even when you do, do they even listen? No. No, they don't. Honestly, half of them are helpless without you. Like the one that was eaten by a bag. I, I sent her out to go, not even for her to get armor, and she still manages to get herself killed. I thought it would be a simple mission, but nobody listens to me about just being careful and checking things. And then what do they do? They scold you, ridicule you. They have no respect, no reverence for your authority. I mean, look at Draken, always making snide comments and only ever looking down on you. You, the person who solved the murders in Erveldum. You, the person he asked for help, but he can't admit that, now can he? You're even a duchess of a nation, my darling. Exactly! And has Ishtar ever been there to help you in your time of need? When you came to her temple asking for assistance? <laughs> I mean, technically, her power's always been with me, so I, I She know. gives you a penance of her power and calls it a blessing. She believes that you have a privilege to even be graced by her affiliation. So you think she would help you when the going gets rough? I mean, to be fair, I kind of just don't really believe in her. So that could also be it. <laughs> um. With Ishtar, it is her own brilliant light that blinds her. Too self-infatuated to understand the plea of others. Trust me, I've been there. What you need is a true friend. A confidant. As someone once very wisely said, you need to play the game. Don't let it play you. Snow smiles when she hears that, realizing that she's talking about Queen Rimadolf. Yes, a very wise queen. She's quite inspiring. Indeed. But let me be another. Let me reach my hand out to you and offer to be one of your friends. A confidant. Let me help you, Snow. I... I don't... understand. Why me? I'm just... A random person in the game. Random player who's just kind of here to get out. Why not anybody else? I mean, unless you have somebody else, and then, I mean, listen, it's okay. I, uh, yeah, I got nowhere to go with that. All of us are just random individuals caught in a moment. But it is the decisions, the choices that we make that define us. And as far as I'm concerned, the decisions and choices you make are astounding. So, here, let me help. You seem a little perplexed. Drink this, and all will make sense. You will feel a surge of my power, and you will gain a new perspective. A new outlook on life, if you would. You will feel like a completely new person. What is it? And as you say that, it seems almost as if Alani fades, and you are left with this bowl in your hand. It's rather large but it doesn't seem to contain all that awfully much liquid. It seems to be a wide but shallow bowl with something just skimming the bottom surface of it, but it's hard to make out what in this lighting. Uh, could I try to roll sense motive on that? Sure. 18 on my sense motive. From what you can tell and what Alani has stated, she's attempting to help you, and by drinking this, everything will make sense. Huh. Snow continues to look at it for a very long time, contemplating... What if this could help us? I mean, she hesitantly lifts up the bowl to her lips. I'm going to regret this, aren't I? And she drinks it. Accepting that which was offered to you by Alani, you take the bowl in hand and begin to drink its contents. 
As the liquid hits the back of your throat, though, you notice that it is denser than you would have imagined. Heavy, almost viscous. As you continue to drink, it seems as if it is a black, tasteless substance that feels as if it is sticking to your very soul as it uneasily goes down your entire body as it begins to feel numb. Along with the numbness, you eventually sway back and forth as your body begins to feel heavy and weary. Suddenly, dropping the bowl, your vision shifts and you feel nothing but hear a loud, solid thud as you are no longer upright. But your vision is now currently facing the exit of the hall horizontally. As light peers through, your eyes feel heavy, but before they close, everything begins to change. The grand hall fades, the pristine marble is cracked and weathered, the drapes are torn and tattered, the sconces are missing, the pews are broken, and the last thing you see is that you were in the ruined Temple of Alani all along, before falling unconscious, unsure of what has transpired, or if you ever wake again. You see a vision. Black blood coursing through your veins, slowly but painlessly strangling the life out of you, until the image fades to a white backdrop where there is only that single black hair which you mocked but moments ago, and as it snaps under the strain and pressure, so do all your senses come back to you. But strangely, you hear songbirds singing. You feel soft grass underneath your person. Cool, fresh air fills your lungs, and as you open your eyes, you see that you are atop a hillside, on the edge of a forest facing a small town across a vast plain. Slowly, you are able to make sense of everything. Rather, most things. In fact, mostly just your inherent senses and... Nothing else is making sense. Where are you? How did you get here? Why are you here? It seems as if every detail has slipped your memory. Wait. Your memory. Everything has slipped your mind. Including you. Including who you are. And that is where we are going to end for this week's episode of The Ad Campaign. I have no idea what the GM is planning right now, but oh my goodness, guys, I hope you're ready for the next episode of Sword Art Online Odd. Hopefully, we can figure out what the heck just happened, and maybe we'll find out from Daniel and Mohit's side, or Sao's vision. I have no idea who's who's available, but uh, I hope we can find out what's going on on that end in the shadow plane, and now they have to figure out what's going on on this end, on the to this plane. Oh, God. Well... If you enjoyed this episode and you look forward to future episodes, consider following along with the podcast. Hit that subscribe button, which is just free. Follow us, and that way you can keep up with the episodes. In addition to that, consider leaving us a rating and a review in whatever podcasting app that you are using, because that really helps us to be found by others. Oh, And if you want to support us in other ways, consider going to our Patreon at bit.ly forward slash support MRPF. And you can donate to us monthly there and get access to early release of episodes, GM notes, and uh, other things that we'll be planning in the future. Ooh. And you can also go to our website, missingroleplayerfound.com. That's missing, R-O-L-L, 
playerfound.com where you can go to our store and get merchandise where we have hats, stickers, t-shirts, and more on the way as we get more art commissioned and whatnot. And you can support the show in that way. We actually do have some of the hats here and we love them. They look really nice. So I would really recommend getting one of those snapbacks. They're my favorite. Or, you know, guys, there's other ways you can support us. Tell a friend, family member, your dog. I don't know if your dog can subscribe, but if they have doggy podcasts, this should be one for them. And on top of that, make sure you're following us on our social media accounts, Twitter and Instagram at RollFound, where we give you updates on things that we're planning in the future uh, and notify you of episode releases and whatnot. And last but not least, Hey, consider joining us in our Discord where we chat, we hang out, we play games, and you can also talk with the cast about things like, oh, this is my favorite character and why. Because you know what? We like to hear compliments. It makes us feel good. And we like to feel good. Yeah. Okay, guys. Thank you, Foundlings. And we will see you next, next week for Sword Art Online Odd. Bye. Bye, guys.